Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome in. The app is notifying everyone. We're doing a live special presentation today, and we're going to get into today's discussion shortly. So please make sure that you're comfortable. You got your notebooks and all. This is going to be a dynamic discussion. And you know, I told you that here on Whispers in a Bottle, we're going to have some special broadcasts special episodes that I'm going to be doing, kind of leaning into some of the specialties that I have inside of the agency as well as what my degrees are. And so most of you know already that I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor and fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. So today's discussion is leaning in totally on that space and place of relationship counseling. And this discussion actually came to me via a podcast that is being done by two very well-known TV personalities. And as we get into this, I'm just going to let this just kind of run a little bit, let them notify everyone that we're here and we're live because I'm going to get into this discussion because this is going to be powerful, releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish. So make sure that if you're coming in or you're listening to the replay, that you subscribe to our fabulous newsletter because you will get the invitation when we do the special broadcast or special presentations and you get to be a part of it live instead of hearing it in the recording, over recording. So with that being said, everyone, I'm going to get started. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are on this beautiful blue globe of ours. My name is Sonia LeRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and holistic health and wellness consultant and motivational speaker. But by far, I'm always honored to say that I am the host of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. That's live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. And we have our pre-show right here on the Dynamic Wisdom app at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday before our show. So with that being said, you know, this space, we're going to dive deep into the realms of love, relationships, and personal growth. Oh, yes. So I have found topic that I believe resonates with many. And because, as I said, this discussion came to me via a podcast of two well-known, you know, media personalities, and I'm going to get into it. I'm going to let you know who it is, what the discussion is and everything. But today, I really want you to take a moment and listen to the topic of releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish, even when the union has a complex backstory. So with that being said, you know, I want to tell you guys a little bit what made me come in and do this broadcast today. So literally, um, there has been a lot of chatter going on as of late because the two personalities that were very well, that are very well known from television are none other than TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. And they were a part of Good Morning America, and you know that they kind of had like a little salacious kind of thing happening where they were um, married at one point, and then they were together, nobody knew, 
and then lo and behold, everything kind of broke, and unfortunately, they both got uh, discharged and fired from GMA, which that's a whole other story, a whole different feeling that I have about that as well. But ended up that these two have actually launched iHeartRadio, their own podcast, the Amy and TJ um, podcast, and I had the pleasure of it being sent to me and many questions being asked me, like, did I feel that this was the end of their relationship? Do you think that they can come back from this situation? So it ended up that they did an episode that TJ did not tell Amy that she was going to be live, you know, recorded. But he told her come to his place after she had dropped her children, her daughters, off at the airport. Needless to say, she came over and he let her know what he was doing, what he had set up, and everything else. And so in that time, in that space, you know, he said, you know, I wanted to know what was going on with you. I've asked you a question. You've seemed a little distant. You seemed a little pulled away from me, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And it was really a beautiful conversation that they were having as two adults in a relationship. And literally, I even would suggest that many of you all, when you're having a conversation with your mate, uh, that you really kind of lean in and use this technique that they use. Hi, Mary Kay. Welcome in. Nice to have you in the space with us this afternoon. So this is the thing. This discussion actually took place. And just to bring you all forward, if you're just joining, I was told about the situation that happened to two very well-known uh, public figures that they uh, actually have their own podcast, this Amy Robot and T. TJ Holmes, and we all know that they kind of came into their relationship in a salacious kind of way, so which in turn brings forward the discussion that we're having today, because so many people had sent this podcast or this episode, the two episodes to me, wanting to know, do you think this is the end? Do you think that this is going to, wait a minute, pause people. So today, I want to get into like releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish. So in the first episode that they had that it says that um, we're not all right, everything ain't all right. That's what it says, everything ain't all right. Um, TJ didn't tell Amy that he was going to set up and have it recorded. But in turn, um, when he did tell her about it, she was open to it to have the discussion live to be recorded and possibly, if at all, aired for their podcast. And I have to tell you all, as a therapist, I loved the exchange of these two people, even though it was a very uncomfortable conversation. And lo and behold, that came in that space and that actually come some, came some revelation. And inside of there, TJ was asking her, well, why were you in such a way? Or why did you, I feel like you were pulling away. We haven't seen each other in over a week because technically she had her girls visiting. He had his daughter, and then they all actually got together. They watched a movie. It was great because everybody was in the space, and it just was a beautiful time, and Amy said it was just beautiful. And as she was speaking and telling of certain things, she said it's so hard because now, you know, we are here working together. And he's like, we always work together. She says, yes, but it's different because we never had to run show together to find uh, topics, content, uh, book our our talent on or any of this, we always were able to just be us and be in this space in this place. And then lo and behold, the other day when you came in, we was just sitting here and we were here for two hours 
not even speaking to each other. You didn't even look at me or, or touch my hand or anything. And I just felt like, you know, like, is there, are you pulling away from me? Is there, right then and there, TJ got a little upset and he said, I, I love you. I, no matter what it is, I don't feel that all the time come back to, am I pulling away? Like, is this going to constantly be something that you're going? She says, well, I just have, I have insecurities. I need to know that it's going to be okay. So ergo today's discussion with regards to releasing insecurities and allowing love to flourish, even when our unions are a complex backstory, much like how TJ and Amy's backstory is very contrary and it's, it's kind of complex. So let me just tell you all, as a relationship counselor, my job is to improve the bond or to help couples to improve their bond and to identify and understand the underlying issue. And I'm also there to help them to be able to improve their communication by setting clear goals, uh, being able to see beyond certain points. And I have to tell you guys something that was so profound that even I'm going to implement in working with my clients is having them to record the conversations that they're having. Now, you may be saying, now, why would you do something like that, Sonia? It is because of this simple fact. If you go and you listen to the episode from TJ and Amy's show, it's not prescripted. It's not changed. It's not convoluted. It's them really speaking into each other. And even when he realized what he had done and how he closes himself off at times, you hear this quiet statement of, oh, babe. I'm so sorry. And it was so quiet. Authentic, and I felt it in my soul even. And even Amy felt it. And she started to tear up. And she says, I'm not crying because I'm hurt or nothing. I'm just crying because sometimes I get annoyed with myself. That's okay. But guess what they were able to do? They were, going, they were able to go back and listen to the exchange that they had with each other. And even get a follow-up. The very next episode is the follow-up to this discussion which I encourage you all to go and listen to. Now, I don't get paid to promote them or nothing like that. That is not what I'm here for. This discussion is really to help you all in a space and a place in relationships, releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish. Because the one thing she said was her insecurities were overriding so many elements. So I want to say that love Love is a beautiful and complex emotion, hindered by people's insecurities even. Whether it's past experiences, even how they got together. You know that old statement, oh, how you get them is how you lose them. And don't forget, sometimes that plays over and over in somebody's mind and in their hearts. So in turn, the insecurity gets to start to blossom. Now, many of you all who are listening and have listened to the show on numerous occasions know that I teach about the negative thoughts and how they get planted. But if you're new in my space and my place, I want to really talk to you about this planting of the negativity first and foremost. So we know that it has to be able to take root and it has to be fertilized. 
So negativity, oh, he's going to leave me. Okay, it first gets planted in that ear because you're hearing it over and over. You have that nagging feeling. There's something wrong. He's, I'm not, maybe I'm not what he thought it was, or maybe now this relationship isn't what he thought it was or what I thought it was. See, the negativity is growing. So now that it's getting to be stimulated and it's getting to start to grow, it has to be planted in rich soil. And that rich soil is your heart. So now it moves from that ear down to that heart, the rich soil that has everything that it needs to help that seedling to grow. And that seedling is negativity and insecurity. And as it's growing, it's digging the roots down deep into the soil. So this way it gets really secure, you know. It has to get like, whoo, I got a good place here. <laughs> and so that's what it does. It starts to really get deep and it gets the roots down good. And now the shoot starts to start to sprout up from the heart. And as it's sprouting up from your beautiful heart, that's where it's going to blossom. It is going to blossom in your beautiful brain. So it has a rich, thriving soil with a beautiful expanse and capacity to grow because it has that brain that is able to really nurture it now. And see, that is what happens when we allow insecurity to take root. So whether it's past, or it's self-doubt, fear of vulnerabilities can now become like the barrier or even start to choke into the root even stronger in that relationship, which in turn, what happens is it starts to stifle the roots inside the relationship that need to be nurtured and continue to grow. But fear, not Today, we're going to explore. We're not going to give it air. We're not going to feed it. We're not even going to nurture it. Not even one bit. Matter of fact, we're going to kind of start uprooting some of those fears and those insecurities today. So for us to do that, that requires that I wanted us to explore four detailed keys to help release those insecurities and three vital keys to restore trust, even when there's a backstory to the relationship. And you see how powerful that is. So we're going to get out our tools for our gardening because you're going to start to garden now and we're going to get that soil kind of tilled and turned over and start uprooting some of those roots. So the first key of all keys, and it's a powerful key, self-reflection. And I know sometimes you hear that and you think to yourself, well, I've done the work. Well, pause. Because if you've done the work, then you know where we're going to go with this and you would not be struggling with it. <laughs> so take the time to understand and acknowledge the insecurities. Acknowledge them. Don't pretend them away, because as you pretend them away, they still are growing. They still are causing adversity in your relationship. 
as you do that, it's going to have you sitting in a place and a space that may feel a little scary. But that's okay because we're acknowledging it. But see, from there, we're going to even acknowledge what triggers them. Was it because your mate, your person, hasn't maybe spoken in your love language? Maybe acts of kindness, words of affirmation, triggering it. We haven't talked or we haven't said, or he hasn't said he loves you, or maybe he didn't notice or he didn't even see that I changed my hair. She didn't notice that I bought her flowers, and maybe that may not be her love language. So when you bought them, she said, oh, thank you so much, but that was it. And that didn't nurture you. So what is the trigger? Where is it coming from? Are they rooted in past experiences or fears or limitations? For by deep diving into your own psyche, and sometimes people don't want to do that. That's why they come to a relationship counselor. Because, see, we will go and take that deep dive with you. But we also will make sure that you are safe. We will also make sure that it's a healthy place that we start to dive into. You begin the process. And see, that's what this is. When you do that introspective work, that self-reflection work, it's the process of that beginning of unraveling these insecurities. I have my clients journal, and journaling by far is a powerful tool. In this journey that we're in, in relationships, it's like ebbs and flows in our life. It's not always going to be on the high, the roller coaster, because even roller coasters have to come down. And that's what our lives and our relationships are like. They have ebbs and flows. It's the beating and the flowing that goes through our life cycle with our mates, with our partners, with our love. See, and when we say love, you have to realize that that's an intense feeling. It's a deep quality that is giving of self. Powerful requires that we invest in self-reflection, that we invest in sitting in a space and place of quiet. Because sometimes you've got to be quiet to hear the thought. Sometimes you've got to be quiet so you can acknowledge the problem of you. Because it may not be the problem of us. See, there's a difference in different spaces and places we're in. Journal is a safe space. Your journal is a place that you get to pour into and to have that reflective moment into. And it also allows you to express your thoughts and your emotions. And as you place those emotions and those thoughts into those spaces, you need to ask a powerful question that breathes on its own, which is, why? Why? You hear the life in it? Do you hear the life that is spoken into why? Why do I feel this way? Why am I coming back to the same space and place but my mate has secured and said, I love you more today than I did yesterday. And yes, our situation was not ideal, but are we going to have to keep living in that space? 
see self-reflection is important and it's powerful. So as we go into that, it moves us into an, another dynamic key. And this key, I work very closely to. Because see, this key is something that is necessary to keep building on health and having healthy relationships. No matter what the season, no matter what the time, no matter what the conflict, no matter what the emotion, no matter what, you need this key. And that second key is open communication. Notice I said open. See, that's why I said it was so powerful what TJ and Amy did by recording themselves. They didn't even know, and they probably haven't even processed it fully yet. And they probably are going through some sort of counseling or something. If not, I hope that they will. But they don't even realize that by them recording themselves, they got to place that emotion and those words into a place and space of reflection, too. That they get to go back and pull through and ponder over the things that was stated. So they got to share their insecurities with their partner in almost like a safe haven, almost like a bubble, but it was so pure that it was dynamic. I was like, this is brilliant. More couples should do this. I, I plan on putting this into place for them. Because see, vulnerability is the bridge to true intimacy. And most people don't even realize that. And fellas, if you're listening, this means you. You're not, you don't have to be stoic with your feelings. And that is something that Amy also touched on with TJ, that he has a tendency to shut himself off and shut down. And that makes her insecurities even rise a little bit more. So are you triggering certain things in your mate? Are you kind of putting these kind of sensories out that are heightening other senses. See, when you express your fears and your doubts, you allow your partner to understand you on a deeper level that you have and a deeper connection. It's the transparency now that gets fostered in, a, in an environment of trust and openness and creating a foundation for that love to flourish. But see, many people have not learned the beautiful techniques in communication. See, communication is a two-way street. As a matter of fact, if it was a four-corner stop, this is what would have to happen. The car that is there, that has been there, would be going first. And so that requires that the other cars would have to shut off and shut down and not speak or enter that intersection to cause a collide or a crash. But everybody wants to get their thoughts and their feelings put out on the floor. And before the mate can finish talking, oh, they start talking already. So never think, nothing gets heard. Nothing gets communicated effectively. Nothing gets addressed in a healthy manner. So in turn, communication requires that you develop the skill of listening. 
And listening is a true skill, artistry in it. And so many times people are sitting and waiting for the reply. They're sitting there thinking about, well, when he gets good, I'm going to say this. And, oh, I'm going to make sure that I bring up what about when you did X, Y, Z. And don't forget, oh, Miss Thing, you did such and such. And you said this about my mom. This could have been 20 years ago. And they brought the mom back up 20 years later. And you're sitting there like, didn't we resolve that 20 years ago? <laughs> See, that's what it's about. It's about that combative speaking into speaking at, not speaking into. Because, see, when we move in integral communication with our mate, even in difficult situations and spaces, and especially when we're releasing insecurities and allowing love to flourish, it means that we have to speak in to each other in a manner that is not going to tear down the other. So it's much like even when you are doing that powerful thing called self-talk, are you pouring into yourself beautiful words of affirmation? Are you telling yourself you are dynamic? Are you telling yourself, I am cream and I will rise to the top? Or are you pulling yourself down? You never get it right. You always, you see how negativity weighs down the words. So that beautiful skill of communication is a brilliant two-way street. And cars that flow on that street and come to that four-corner stop acknowledge the other driver, acknowledge their right to go patiently as they sit there and fully engage in the art of listening. Because now you can say back to the person because you was listening. So you, so even when Amy stated something, TJ was able to go back and say, well, Amy, you said such and such and this, that. Well, no, I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was this. So you get to kind of pour back in and have an emotional intimacy with the person via the words that are being spoken that get to allow you to start to resolve conflicts. That's where it is about and what it's about. Open communication pours into your next master key, which is that cultivate of self-love. See, insecurities often arise from a lack of self-acceptance. Or maybe it can even be that lack of, you know, that need of being where it is of not sure of what I am or who I am or how I am or how we came to be. It See, it focuses on the strengths and embrace your imperfections when it's that cultivating of self-love. I think a lot of times when I talk about this, I never allow my clients and I never allow them to place different feelings about themselves as the gateway to the conversation. 
well, you know, I'm, I've always had insecurities. I've, I, I don't allow them to place those titles, labels onto themselves. What I like to tell them is that at times you have not been given the correct GPS. Tell everyone about the GPS of our brain. So the brain is a GPS system, much like how your cars are. And sometimes with our cars, the GPS system has to be updated. So this way you're not constantly going to a detour. But it's the same thing as our brain here. These beautiful dynamic things in our head, this thing in our head is just, oh. And as a therapist, I, I can't even begin to tell you my love of the brain and really being able to help to help people to understand the dynamics of it. So I teach them about their brain being like a GPS system. And for us to really be able to connect and cultivate self-love, it requires that we start to work on the hard drive and rewire it, that the signal starts to send out better messages. It requires that we start to implement certain aspects and engage in self-care activities that nourish your mind, your body, your soul. You see, when I say that, most people don't even realize that mind, body, soul incorporates that spirituality, that it's a totality that you have to work within. And that's what I do in my space and place of working with clients. As a full-service luxury agency that I run, I literally work with clients in totality. And see, your relationship is that totality, but you as a whole are your totality. How are you nurturing that mind? How are you nurturing your body? How are you nurturing your soul, your spirituality? How are you nurturing Y-O-U? See, remember, a person who loves themselves is better equipped to love others without the weight of insecurities holding them back. Let me say that again. Person who loves themselves, you are much more or well equipped to love others without the weight of insecurities holding you back. You have no drag. If you know anything about swimming, the biggest thing is that they teach about getting up on the water so you don't have drag, you don't have any lag time, that that water, you're riding on top of that water. So in turn, your speed is picked up and you are able to actually finish, possibly in first place if the other person is just not a stronger swimmer. So in turn, as people, we have to be willing to let go of the baggage that weighs us down. We have to let go of these self, un, this, this unserving way that we may have about ourselves. So in turn, when we are now giving off our three master keys that we have already in place, the self-reflection, the open communication, and now we're cultivating that self-love, it allows us to move in a different frequency with our mates. 
So then we're releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish, to blossom, to be nurtured in healthy, whole ways. But it also requires something else. And see, most people don't even realize that this is something that really is necessary for a relationship and for insecurities to be released in a proper manner is by your fourth master key is this. You have to be willing to set boundaries. I know, like what? I thought we was, yes, you got to set boundaries. You have to be willing to understand your limits and communicate those clearly. Because sometimes that's just what you need. Sometimes it's like, you know what, when your phone never rings, that really makes me nervous. That makes me question you, and I don't want to question you. I don't want to have anything say that I should not trust you. And that person may be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what, that didn't even come to my mind. I just... I just, you know, just do this all the time because I get sick of hearing it during the day. And so this is that, you know, that's it. It's a communication. Remember, we had that key back there on that effective communication, really telling what it is that is limiting us or what is making the temperature rise in us, meaning the insecurities. Because, see, that's we're going to now start regulating the temperature. You're going to be the barometer now in that relationship so that we're releasing insecurities and we're allowing the love to flow and we're allowing it to flourish and we're allowing all the positive things to be nurtured. So that requires that we have clear set boundaries. Because, see, healthy boundaries protect your emotional well-being. It fosters a sense of security. And when both parties respect each other's boundaries, it creates an environment where love can grow without the fear of overstepping or being stifled. I mean, so many times when I'm meeting with clients and I hear them talking about this and they they are, and I say, well, what boundaries have you put into place? What certain things that you cannot have or that will trigger you. And nine times out of 10, they have not set clear boundaries. And even if the union came together in a very odd backstory, there is a need to set clear boundaries. This way the vibration keeps to vibrating, keeps vibrating at a decimal that both can hear that both can start to reflect and really be able to bond with. But when that doesn't happen, the insecurities outweigh everything else and the need to be satisfied or that I'm just not being hurt, I'm not being fulfilled, I'm not, it starts. And the relationship starts to crumble. The frequency starts to lower and lower. That's how powerful it is. So I want to shift your focus, your direction, and I want to focus on restoring trust, which is a crucial element in any relationship, no matter what the backstory. 
So before I do that, I want to do a quick room reset. So any of you all that are just joining in or just tuning in, listening to the replay, you know where we are here in this space and place. Good afternoon. Welcome into a special broadcast from Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am the host. My name is Sonia LeRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. Today's special broadcast is about releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish. It came about because so many people had sent me the episodes, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, who used to be air personalities for ABC's Good Morning America. And now they have a podcast uh, with TJ and Amy on iHeartRadio. And on the episode, they had a breakdown. Literally, it says, I ain't good, <laughs> or it ain't good, something like that. And so everybody started sending this to me, and everybody started saying, oh, do you think this is the end of their relationship, and blah, blah, blah. And so I decided that I would go and I would listen to the two episodes that they sent to me with regards to this situation. And literally, most people don't even realize how dynamic and how powerful this, these episodes were and how transparent in their relationship that they truly are. And even understanding that they both had areas that needed to be addressed, insecurities that needed to be addressed. And not so much on the table, on the side of the table for TJ, but maybe on the side of the table for Amy, and which is understandable and everything, and everything, how things have come about, their relationship and everything, but it also allowed them to process things correctly as a couple. And I told everyone when they came in and was listening to the first half of the discussion is that this is something powerful that I am actually going to be implementing with many of my couples that I work with. Literally, I want them to record the conversations that they are having with each other, especially those hard conversations. Because I want you to actually hear the tone, the texture, the reflection, if you're listening correctly and really giving that space and place of communication its due justice, if you're really leaning into the four master keys of that self-reflection, what am I bringing in to this relationship? What has triggered me to be in this space and place? Why am I reacting in this way? Then we go to the second key of communicating. Are we communicating effectively? Are we listening? Because that is a two way street. We're at a four corner stop. Which car has the right of way? Or are we all just going to go and collide into each other? Then it helps us to understand that other key, that third master key of cultivating self-love. Because a person who loves themselves is better equipped to love others without the weight of insecurities holding them back, kind of like an anchor constantly on that downdraft and that toe and everything else. And then it leads us into that fifth key that I told you about, which is setting boundaries. Do we have clear boundaries set? Do our mates or that person that we are with know what those boundaries are? Do they know that they have to protect their space as well? Are we communicating it in a way that they can understand that you make me feel X, Y, Z when you X, Y, Z. 
or I feel this way because of this. Sometimes when you rephrase that question in an I feel, I feel takes the weight off of the you. And I teach a lot of that inside of the counseling. And we have our structured place and space. And it really helps in really understanding and identifying the key elements. So like I said, before the reset, I want to shift. So get your shift. And I want to shift your focus now to restoring trust which is a crucial element in that releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish, okay? Always, always, it has to be consistent. And as podcasters and business owners or, you know, whoever, what your, what your specialty is or what you're doing in your life, consistency is the key. It's the key to success, it's the key, period, right? So we have to be consistently honest in our relationships. That means that you have to be transparent in your actions. You have to be transparent in your deeds. You have to be transparent in your words. Because honesty is the foundation of trust. If you're constantly flipping stories, got like the backstory with a side of hot dish and everything else, you're not building that foundation on trust. You know, the like, no trust factor still applies even in our day-to-day lives. Oh, I sound like a rapper. (laughs) And when it's, you know, maintained consistently. See, consistency is powerful. You all know, as consistent as I am, you could set your clock by me. You know, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays, every single Friday, I'm going to be right here on the Wisdom app, or I'm going to be right in the private Zoom room, and I have other places that I broadcast live at at 1 p.m. for our pre-show. But at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm over on blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. And I'm there with bells and whistles on, much like how I am for special discussions. And if you're on our mailing list, on our email news blast, you get to know when I'm doing these special broadcasts like this. Because I birth different topics that are special broadcasting. And this was a special episode because everybody, I literally got over 300 emails regarding this episode. I was like, okay, look, tomorrow, let's set this up that um, I do this on on Sunday. And everybody's like, okay, you sure? I was like, yeah, let's set it up because I want to have this discussion. See, consistency, it begins to rebuild what many have been broken or has broken in the past or along the way. See, they're coming into a situation with a real backstory, they must stay consistent. And the other thing is this. The one thing she said in that conversation, too, was that they had a full day of being together, that he was so involved into the work and everything else. And like I told you, they're not used to having to run their own show, to run idea, to do 
different content and everything else. They had people that did this for them. They did certain aspects of it where they would maybe do a little research or looking up certain things. <clears throat> Excuse me, I apologize. Certain things or whatever, but they didn't have this. But the other thing I want to tell you all is this. If you are working with your mate in a situation like how these two are, one of the boundaries that you all have to set as well, because she said the whole time you, you were so involved in what you were doing, you, you never spoke to me, you never looked at me, you didn't touch my hand or anything. And he said, well, why didn't you do that to me? I don't know. I just didn't because I didn't think you were just so tied up in what you were doing. Here's the thing. They need to set clear boundaries. So when it's working and you all are together in this way, and now they're probably together more than they were before, and you and your mate may even be business partners or maybe you're doing certain things in your lives, you have to realize that you have to set clear boundaries too, that you're going to now kind of focus on the consistency. Meaning, do you have an appropriate lunch hour that you all can see compress away from business and sit down and have lunch together? Or are you constantly sitting at that desk and eating lunch and doing work and then it just feels like all the time, 24-7, I'm always with you, I see you, I talk to you. It sounds like that. You hear the, the rhetoric that's in it. The second thing is that you need a part and a space for yourself doesn't mean that you don't love that person. doesn't mean that you're not consistently with them. It just means that you give each other that consistent space to continue to flourish, to continue to blossom, to continue to grow. And that's the consistency that is needed for you to walk through this pathway and this journey in your life. Ebbs and flows of your relationship. So then it also requires that you are demonstrating change. I know this is probably a little like, oh, what? Yeah. See, if your past holds a complex back story, okay, or there's some kind of like kerfuffle in the story, or maybe you guys are just been together for years and years and years. Story in itself. That's a story in itself what most people don't even get to see or get to realize. And sometimes it feels like the love is waned, you know, that, well, we've been married for 40 some odd years. And, you know, it is. No, we want it to keep flourishing. We want it to keep blossoming. We want that still that, like, oh, he gives me butterflies when he comes in the room kind of feeling. So it means that your actions that you are committed to, you must be willing to have that personal growth and positive change in place so it continues to flourish. See, your actions are going to speak louder than your words. And when your partners witness the effort you put into evolving, evolving trust, can be gradually rebuilt. Insecurities start to whittle away that the question does not keep popping up like, do you still love me? Do you still see? Girl, I see you different every day. But it doesn't change the fact that my love is growing for you or honey, you are, whew. And you know, you used to have that six pack, but now you are a teddy bear. 
and it keeps on glowing and growing. Notice I said glowing and growing. I didn't make a mistake when I said it. Because that's what it's about. We have to demonstrate change that we are willing to have that malleable kind of feeling within ourselves. Imagine if you went to go and make a vase and, this, and the clay was as stiff as they come. Do you really think that you would even be able to get a vase out of anything? You couldn't even produce even a, a coaster out of it because it just would be so hard to really kind of shape and reshape and mold into anything. So that's not what you want. You don't want to be the stiff old clay. It is what it is. I am who I am. Oh, please. A leopard can change their spots if they choose to. An old dog can learn new tricks if they choose to. See, we as people have been given something powerful, and that's choice. We can choose to do better, to be better, and bring better. Or we can choose to deny, 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 and I am who I am and I can't change. Where is it going to get you? Where is it going to put your relationship? What bond do you really want to cultivate? What plants are you really planting in the rich soil of your mate's heart? See, these are the introspective questions that you must ask as you develop these qualities, as you implement the master keys in your life. That's how powerful this discussion is. It also requires other elements. It requires patience and understanding. Ooh, that's, now that's powerful in itself. Literally, that is powerful in itself. Because working with clients and literally, I've heard a lot of things. I've witnessed a lot of things. I'm married myself. And I can tell you that sometimes patience and understanding can be tested at all levels. Trust me. But the rebuilding trust is a process that takes time. See, rebuilding trust, implementing trust in a relationship takes time. And time is precious. So understand that your partner may need time to heal. Time to heal. Be patient with their emotions. So if you've got a backstory, it takes time for the story to be rewritten. It takes time for the editors, meaning you and your partner, to get it right. It takes time for all of the necessary master keys to start to work congruently together. See, it fosters open communication when we have that patience and understanding. So both of you can navigate, I love that, navigate the journey together. 
sometimes when I start talking and I say certain things, it, it brings out different elements and different things that I'm thinking inside of me. Because it makes us even like when I said that navigate, it really ensures that trust is rebuilt at a pace that feels right for both people. And if you're rebuilding or if you've ever had a rebuilding or you maybe tore out your kitchen or anything, you know how you had to really be patient. <laughs> it took everything in your might to be patient, not to have a kitchen. And then on the different sides of things, and lo and behold, well, I thought this was going to work and we can't remove this because this is a load-bearing wall. And it takes time. It takes the moment to have things reconfigured. That it can gel, beautiful, and everything that you possibly could have dreamed of or that you never dreamed of. That's our relationship. See, releasing insecurities to allow love to flourish means that we have to put in the work. We have to put in the time. We have to put in the effort. Then it becomes every intention. It has aim, purpose, and direction. It has flow and it has grow and it has glow. It is nourished with the great continents of being consistent and always flourishing and bubbling forth with truth and honesty. Because these are the things that are needed in a healthy relationship. You know, I think sometimes as people, we get tied up and caught up in all the different elements and different things in our lives and the backstories that come with our life and relationships. And sometimes that backstory is not always the best story, in all honesty. But it is a story that brought two people together, two people that are forging a life together in love, two people that are forging a life together, flourishing love, deep connection. We have choices. Do you choose to hold on to your insecurities? Do you choose to harbor the resentment? Do you choose to keep washing away all of the foundation that can be built upon, that can be stabilized, and that then can produce flourishing relationships? Only you can answer that. Only you are able to walk that pathway and really answer those questions. And it requires that you also do this with your partner, your mate, your friend. And if you're not friends, develop and cultivate the friendship. Because friendship blossoms and the love blossoms and it keeps stirring. So as I get ready to wrap up this beautiful discussion, 
Remember that releasing insecurities and restoring trust is a journey, not a destination. It is a full-blown journey. And I love it. Embrace the process of communicating openly. And allow love to flourish freely. Let it be the free-flowing water that is watering your soul as you go on this journey. That you constantly have your cantina and is being filled and it's not running out ever. Because you got that free-flowing water. Embrace it. Embrace it. So if you missed any of the keys that I gave out, I encourage you to come back, listen to the replay. If you know somebody that is in this pace of being downtrodden, in this space of being weighed down, in this place that the insecurities are feeling like they are going to just snuff them out, I encourage you to share this episode. I encourage you to do so. Because someone may need this support. Someone may need this water to be given to them because they are dehydrating in their relationship because their insecurities are lapping up all. We thank you for listening to the special broadcast of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. Don't forget to tune in next week at our regular time with your host, Sonia LeRae. We'll talk to you then. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You have been listening to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays with your host, Sonia LeRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, holistic health and wellness consultant, and motivational speaker. Please make sure you review our show. Like, share, and make sure you come back next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. Have a great weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.